And we're live. What up? That's right. I'm here with uh, Jen Jacobs and Jason Kamsky, and we are uh, we're here today to talk about strength. Um, specifically, strength. Obviously, we're a CrossFit gym, so strength within the gym, uh, within Old City, and then strength. Just specific, like what specific cycles we're on and and what we're doing currently. Uh, so I think I'll just kind of get started and and ask you guys, um, like what you think the role of a strength program is in a CrossFit gym. Like why why do CrossFit and have a strength component? Why not just do strength? And or why not just do CrossFit? Oh man! All right, um, huge question. Uh, well, on the on the most most basic level, I mean, everybody knows that the goal of CrossFit is uh, is fitness, and with, within fitness, we're talking about strength, we're talking about power, we're talking about varying kinds of endurance, agility, coordination. Some of the things you don't see come up that up that often in a CrossFit gym, but everybody, you know, um, everybody generally agrees that strength is the foundation of the pyramid, pyramid, so to speak. Right? Um, I think that strength is more difficult to earn than uh, various forms of endurance um, and that all of the other things become easier, better. Uh, so to speak, you're growing the pie, you're growing the engine hmm. when your strength is greater. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just cool to be strong. So. What's, uh, what's, what's starting strength say? Uh, stronger people are harder to kill. Stronger people are generally yeah. more useful and uh, <laughs> and harder to kill. And strength is the most important thing in uh, in human existence. And people would love to think that books and religion and sociability is all that matters. But in the final analysis, you're uh, you're nothing but an animal, a physical animal. And strength is going to determine the the quality of your life. I could quote that book all day. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that for the starting starting strength uh, podcast. I honestly wasn't sure where where I was gonna stop. <laughs> well, chapter one. <laughs> I wasn't sure when it turned into Jason's voice. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, Jim, what are your thoughts on that? Um, for me, I think of you know with strength and CrossFit. I always think. Strength is the foundation. People think CrossFit, they think those sexy Metcons of doing, you know, two to four movements as fast as possible. Um, but I always like to think of how quickly I can pick up a barbell and how heavy I can, or how quickly I can pick up a heavy barbell, um, or how many times I can squat, or how much weight I can put overhead. So for me, it's like, that's a foundation is, is you know, how, how quickly I can move something heavy. And then that I know... You know, once I get stronger with with those basic lifts, like a you know anything overhead, squat or deadlift, is I see that transfer then to bodyweight movements, to other movements, and so I see those you know like you know maybe just three core lifts as the foundation, and then everything you know improves yeah. expanding you know from that. All things being equal, if yeah. you can squat four hundred pounds, fifty bodyweight squats for no. time is going to be much easier yeah. than if you can. Yeah. Yep. So, like I was saying, growing the uh, the engine, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one thing one thing that really that I really connected with in the in the level one the CrossFit level one cert was that power time graph where they, you know they they say over the over all time domains from from one second think like a box jump or like an explosive movement or a single squat or a push press or a snatch right something like very very quick those very very quick movements have a ton of power right so if the time domain is one second the power is for everyone much higher than the power output might be for a five hour marathon or a five hour, you know, what, a 32 hour, hundred mile race. Yeah, so low power output, right. In the, in the longer it goes. 
and there's high power output, the shorter it goes. And each each little area kind of has its different energy system, right? So like creatine, phospho, whatever, you know, glycogenic. Glycolysis, oxidative. Yeah. yeah. So each, each area, each time domain kind of has different energy systems. <clears throat> and so if we do, if all we do is 20 minute Metcons, we're only working one energy system. Even if we add weight and, you know, do a lot of, you know, interesting and complex things in that 20 minutes, you're still just kind of working that oxidative energy system, right? So for me, I think it's really important to intentionally stress that like that five second, that really that power, power part of the curve, right? The very early part of the curve and, uh, and, and get strong. And I think the other, the other reason why I think it's important to separate them is when you're lifting, you know, 70, 75, 80, 85, 90% of your max, you want that to be pretty controlled and focused, right? Like technique wise. I don't, I, I don't necessarily, I know there's some workouts where maybe we'll do it, but like typically most of our weights in workouts are probably less than 70%, you know, yeah. like yeah. weight that you can, that you can move pretty consistently. So there's a pretty big buffer between, um, you know, failure of technique and like, anyway, you're, you're within your capacity to, to make that movement. And so when we do strength, it's, we're doing, you know, whatever, five by five, three by three, you know, whatever it looks like. And then you can just focus more on those single reps because you're much closer to the limits of your ability. Yeah. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't want to be the the first guy on the podcast here to be like, well, hmm, actually, but I, I think it's important for our, our listeners to know that everything you said was, was accurate, but you know, for the, for the sake of a, a strength conversation, it is important, I think, to distinguish between, you were talking about power output and strength, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, um, part of the goal of a strength development program is not always uh, directly power output. For sure. Um, but but CrossFit uh, is based on yeah doing more work in less time, so power. Yeah. Um, well, it's not it's not necessarily directly linked. Obviously, strength and power are separate, but they're you know, super yeah. related. And I think if you look a lot look at a lot of the stuff like the conjugate method and Louis Simmons, what he does at Westside is, you know, connecting power with strength, sure. you know, like how quickly can you stand up? And I think that's where a lot of the, the banded squats and the chains and yeah. all that stuff kind of came from is the idea that when you're, de- when you're, when you're attempting to de- develop strength, you also should be focused on, you know, power as well. Yeah. Or, you know, you need both in order to be like real strong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, like, you know, we were saying, you know, CrossFit views fitness as all the things. Um, and I guess sometimes we use fitness, we strong and fitness are interchangeable, right? And by strong, we mean powerful yeah. and, uh, and strong and, uh, endure so what the ability are, to endure. Yeah. Like the way that I sort of think about the differences between strength and power, just like the, the nuance for, for, um, like just the way that I look at it, it's like, I can be <clears throat> like a, a snatch or a clean and jerk, right? Like I can, I can snatch. 150 pounds. And that's, that's great. Whatever. That's a very powerful movement. Right. But then I can be super strong and be able to squat overhead squat, say like 200 pounds, Mm -hmm. 300 pounds. Right. So then there's a strength to power disparity. If I, let's say that I can snatch two or let's say that I can overhead squat 250, but I can only snatch 125. Yeah. Like, wow, you really need to work on your power. Like you're, you're strong, you're, you're super strong, but your power is totally weak. If you can't translate that strength 
into a snatch type movement. Absolutely. Like, is that yeah. kind of the, the distinction that works with you? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's all about rate of force development. So, um, and and I think you could argue too that you know in the in the state of nature in our in our you know paleo caveman world, power might be the more important of the two. You know, it's very rare that uh, catching that supposed deer that we were all supposed to catch is going to involve you know the ability to squat five hundred pounds, but the ability to jump and change direction and to develop force quickly. So is um, it? So yes. Is it fair to is it fair to think about like from the base? Like Jen, you were talking about like the the base of what we do is is strength. Or strength is the the foundation or whatever. Is it fair to think about it like the the my strength creates my power potential. You know, like I can't outpower my strength. Right. But, you know, I can be stronger than I am powerful, but I can't be more powerful than I am strong. Exactly. Right? I'll never be able to snatch 250 if I can't over-squat 250. Your, your clean is only ever a percentage of your deadlift. And yeah. your clean is only ever a percentage of your front squat. Right? You can never clean more than you can front squat. Right. And so if I'm training, if I'm training, so... Like specifically at, at our gym, what we try to do and uh, like like kind of the, the tactical aspect of this is developing both strength and power. So what does that what does that look like? Jen. Oh, goodness. You do the program. Yeah. How do we develop strength <laughs> and power? And power. Um, one thing I've been finding is to help with the power is doing some... The, the workouts that follow the strength is doing it based on percentages. It is trying to do lighter weights at heavier percentage. Let me say fewer reps at heavy percentage. And maybe even treat it as an emo. Mm. A workout every minute on the minute. So for someone that might take, you know, 30 seconds to do, I don't know, uh, you know 95% of their deadlift max, right. we're dropping them down just a little bit. And making them do those three reps in 15 seconds. Yeah. But then they're resting 45 seconds, get full recovery to help develop that power. Yeah. Um, yeah, and to, you know, kind of echo that in, in our programming, I mean, how do we develop strength and power? I mean, you just need to look at the programming. Yeah. You know, some days we're going to do a deadlift, and the goal is to show intensity. It's basically to show how much overall strength you have. Yeah. And then a week later, it's going to be a clean, and you're going to take the, take the strength that you built deadlifting, and you're going to practice power out yeah. of it by cleaning it or snatching it. And then, you know, some wads, they come around in their three minutes of cleans. And so, yeah. It's, you might also see, too, it's you know, building on that. Yeah, it's like if it's a deadlift, you might find that the workout that follows has either kettlebell swings or box jumps. So you're working on that explosive, that powerful you know, hip extension, that hip hinge movement that you just did, right. you know, 15 however many times, 15, 25 times in the strength, and here you are translating it to, yeah. you know, a high box jump. And that's a good point. Quickly. So the, the the combination of what, what you see in strength and then what you see in the workout. So how does that, how do, how do those two things kind of play together? Um, I like to see, or I like to think of the, the Metcon or the workout that follows as it, it sort of complements the, what you did in strength. So like I said, if it's it was a back squat, maybe in the workout we do um, wall balls or lunges, some single leg movement to still you know build on that strength, but not completely 
you know, lose what you just So if gained. you see some sort of squat and strength, you're probably going to see a, a, a version of yes. some, perhaps like a, a wall ball is a, a power version of a squat. Like yeah. accelerate up, throw, throw an object, mm-hmm. box jumps, uh, um, you know, goblet squats, air right. squats, right. you know, that sort of stuff. Um, okay, so what, or yeah. Let me add just real quick. I mean, you know, since this is our strength podcast and next week we'll talk about pose running endurance or whatever, <laughs> but this is the strength podcast. Um, you know, our programming, the next gym's programming, starting strength, we all agree that all of these things are only, you know, built upon strength, right? You're, yeah. And, and I, I said that a moment ago in another way, but yeah. I, I think it's super important that our listeners realize that just the more that they can squat and the more they can deadlift or choose their strength movement, the better everything is. Right. You know, you squat more, you know, that, yeah. that 24 inch box jump becomes a lot easier than it used to For be, sure. you know, yeah. tilt that box up. Now you squat more because it's just <clears throat> more power. Yeah, I mean, you watch the games athletes, you watch them do a workout like Fran, right? Like 95-pound thrusters for these guys who could probably do 200-pound thrusters is, is like nothing. It's like like us doing Fran with a PVC pipe and jumping pull-ups because they're that much stronger, right? Yeah, like, yep. and so <clears> when, a, when a client, you know, we've had for a couple months – isn't necessarily seeing the the quantifiable uh, improvements in wad time, or maybe uh, you know stuff like that. But the question becomes: Well, how much attention are you paying yeah. to what weight that you squatted and deadlifted? Are you recording it? Do you have a good idea? Um, do you feel like you're trying very hard? Right. Or is tech? I mean, and we could go down that wormhole: Is your technique limiting you, etc.? But the point being is that. Our clients, our athletes need to ask themselves every single time we do a strength movement, are we improving or at the very least did we try? Because, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you didn't eat enough sweet potatoes and brown rice. The, not right, my fault. Whoa, white rice. Brain, whoa, brain, whoa come on now. Uh, the day before. Did you, did you hold maybe, 30 and then, yeah. and then phase out and then t- and some days test you, grains? You can't, go up, you can't go up every single day. Um, yeah. Well, you you touched on something that's really interesting. So, like, kind of the arc of a um, you know someone who's getting started with CrossFit is they show up and you know every movement's new. And you you mentioned something that I thought was really powerful this this concept of being technique limited, right? Like, like when you're first starting CrossFit, it's not like just just going from a not that everybody who starts CrossFit is like going from a couch to a gym, but like that concept of like if you go from doing very little functional movement strength training to doing anything, you're going to get stronger, right? You're going to make improvements. So that's why a lot of us like, or all of the coaches in at our gym, our primary focus for that probably first three months is just technique, range of motion, right? Let's get you squatting to full depth and let's make that squat look as beautiful as possible because only on the backs of great range of motion and great technique can we build and develop sustainable strength right like strength that's not going to get you injured right right absolutely yeah and so like what i what i like what i like to see when athletes are getting started is just blind focus on just technique and like whatever the rep scheme is on the board and you know coaches are pretty good at doing this whatever the rep scheme is on the board it might be like five by five or build up to a heavy five or let's do a one rep max if you're just getting started with crossfit it is totally fine to do you know, five by 10, yeah. you know, five, five by 15 and just put a barbell on slowly add weight. You're going to get a lot more out of it in the long run. If you're focused kind of just blindly on, on great technique yeah. and, I, and, and then figuring out what's limiting 
better application of technique. I think that's why CrossFit is such a valuable service is because, you know, our coaches, I can't speak for every CrossFit gym, but our coaches just do such a good job of catering the system to what is appropriate. Right. You know, and so I know we got to get into the current strength programming, but right now you're going to see a lot of work to a heavy five, work to a heavy three during the strength period. And, you know, that's a great way to get strong um, for you know, even kind of the very front, the, the entry-level intermediates, basically. Not beginners, but just verging on that intermediate level. But a lot of times beginners, um, assuming, oh, well, all things being equal, beginners do need those reps, right? They need their, literally their central nervous system just to get used to that movement. Um, and our coaches do such a good job of saying, you know, heavy three, maybe not for you today, but what right. we're going to do is we're going to we're gonna work this mobility, we're going to work this range of motion, and that's invaluable um, for both strength development and injury prevention. I think that's the most important thing, especially if you're just getting started with any strength training program, is that you're going to be stronger in the long run. Like every every good gym is playing the long game, right? Like we we don't look at you as a member who's going to be here for a month. We look at you as a member who's going to be here for a decade, right? Like <clears throat> we might be having you work on your hip range motion or your flexibility. And I mean, you might have the strongest quarter squat in the world, but we're trying to develop over time a really strong deep squat. So, you know, a lot of our focus in the in the very beginning, technique, drilling reps, working on range of motion. So let's assume that you sort of, you know, maybe you're shifting to that athlete who's been doing, you know, CrossFit or strength program, we'll say in that like six, that three to like six month range. Technique's pretty good. You know, it can always get better, right? Uh, Greg Glassman's virtuosity thing, right? Like you can you can always do a better air squat no matter who you are. You can always focus on technique. So, but your technique's pretty good. Your range of motion's pretty good, and now you're starting to like to build up in that weight. So, what does that what does that journey look like? Like, what do you what are you looking for? What are you thinking about? What are you tracking? How would you attack like um you know our strength programming if you were that athlete in that kind of three to six month, you know three-month to year-long range. Are we talking about what we're transitioning to or what we've been doing? Just, Just in general, in general, right? Like if you just joined a random gym, you know, and you're just in, you're just following their strength programming, regardless of what the strength program yeah. is, you know, like what what's your focus after you kind of transition out of that technique range of motion phase? It's like you're finally getting it. Everything. Yeah. For me, it's, it's writing writing everything down. Yeah. I mean, at least strength, keep, keep track of your numbers, not just what you finish at, what your heavy three or five is, but what you what we use building up there because mm. then you can maybe next time start five pounds heavier each time so you're seeing you're not just seeing that that end goal you're seeing what it took to get there maybe we're just starting with a 65 you know 65 pounds now 95 is your your starting weight so you're That's, writing down warm-up warm-up weights i warm up i write down yeah warm-ups how many reps i do because sometimes i start with fives even if it's you know heavy threes that means you're, you're. That means you're doing warm up. <laughs> she, she would hate to. Go, she would hate to come to the evening class because oh, we Lord. go. We go through the. You know, for example, the group warm up and. Should I put you know, my it'll, it'll be like a wall walk, five squats, and ten burpees. Oh, and, I, and I'll go stand over somebody and be like, "It's the warm up. You better do all 10. <laughs> all <right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there's only like a third of the people in the yeah. morning versus the evening sometimes. Yeah. You got a little bit more time. But I think it's also they've been sleeping for eight hours, yeah. so it's like yeah. kind of get the cobwebs day. off yeah. and everyone's I, been moving. I think, so. I think, I mean, the distinction Jen made is just crucial. And I think our, you know, our listeners and our athletes should understand that 
you know, there's a difference between exercise and training, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's uh, nothing wrong with either. Yeah, but no. the, there's you a know, difference. A, for a sure. lot of these hour long classes that are high intensity, they're they're exercise. Yeah. Are you going to burn some calories? Sure. Um, but are you training to be here for a decade or if we're talking about being prepared for life, the rest of your life, you know? Right. And so Jen, you know, she, I think she takes it to the next level by tracking those warm up weights, but <laughs> I, I, I personally, think next that, level gains. <laughs> I think that most of our, uh, most people can get by, um, but I can't understate the importance, but they can get by just tracking the, the end weight, you know, the reps and, and uh, how much they did. Yeah. So so long as that that top end continues to improve over time, not every day, not every week, but over time, um, that's for sure what that intermediate person needs to be looking for is yeah. improvement. I mean, at a minimum, I mean, we're talking like this is a 2.0. 2.0 is writing down your last set reps and weights, yeah. right? Now we're moving into like C plus, B territory. You're writing down every training set yeah. and reps. And then maybe like A minus is like maybe there's like little notes like yeah. ah felt felt you know really yeah, yeah. good yeah. here's I, where I, I my that. chest did I do that yeah like one thing that I record I I'm I'm probably in that C minus D plus category <laughs> that's just where I live as a student <laughs> um, but I do record so I basically record like my PRs and like my you know where where I go in in strength training or whatever. And one thing that I one thing that I like to do is if I if I hit a PR or if I if I do a lift and it's super sloppy, I'll just put a note and say that it was a really sloppy PR, yeah. right? Like whenever we did the total, you know, 6 months ago, I, like 315 back squat. I know like settle down out there. <laughs> 315 back squat, big time. And uh, but it was ugly. <laughs> and like my chest was falling and like, you know, it was just totally yeah. like disgusting form. But then I did 315 maybe like three months later, chest more upright, you know, knees weren't caving in, back wasn't like totally rounded. And it yeah. was like, oh, well, that was a, that was definitely a PR. I lifted the same weight, but I did it with much better technique. Yeah. That's a PR. I mean, that's, that's crucial. Um, you know, there's different kinds of people out there. And I think at our CrossFit gym, we try to cultivate the kind of athlete who wants a technical PR and not just a PR. And the mm-hmm. distinction there is that, you know, maybe I snatched 195, but I kind of pressed it out and I took those like four walking steps forward. And then, you know, I wasn't able to do the, the, the jig with my, the, the pose. Did you see that? got a strike. Did you see that meme? Did you see that meme on, uh, on Facebook or something where the guy does a snatch and like does the, a few like running steps. And then now he's like running yes. out of the gym <laughs> and he's like running through the parking yeah. lot. And then he like makes his way back in the gym and he like yeah. nails the lift. My favorite one was, uh, I think I shared it on the, on the website. The, uh, it was, he was on the platform and he jerked it. And he just kept spinning. <laughs> That's right. Like he couldn't stop the <laughs> could. momentum. That was a real one, though. That right? was absolutely yeah. real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, we try to cultivate the kind of person who's going to say, "Sure, that felt good," and now I know that I built some confidence and I'm kind of capable yeah. of it. Right. But you continue to demand that that virtuosity, that For perfection. Sure. I'd rather see a perfect 200 pound deadlift from any athlete than a super sloppy yeah. like 500 like oh no double check and they sign the waiver type deadlift <laughs> absolutely yeah absolutely i mean that's the difference between 
strength until you're 25 and strength until you're 80. And, you know, and there is something to be said for every now and again, just going for it. Right. Sure. You know, because you're never going to know that you can, that, that you can't live 500 until you try to live 500 and fail. Yeah. But it's, it's cultivating the, the proprioception as an athlete to be able to like start the lift and be like, nope, nope. Everything went know. wrong. Right. Everything yeah. went wrong. And that's a great point. I think transitions into our current programming, which is that, we're trying to cultivate intensity as well, right? Virtuosity and form, we all agree, comes first. But strength gains are dependent on intensity. Um, mm-hmm. You talked about, uh, you know, your level one cert, and I remember at my level one cert, they said, you know, Coach Glassman always said, be impressed by intensity and not mm-hmm. volume. Right. And one of the reasons that I think that, you know, our current uh, plan um, of working to a heavy three, heavy five is going to be successful is because instead of, well, it gives everybody an opportunity every day, assuming they're not a beginner and we're working with mobility and, and reps and whatnot. Right. Every, it gives every other athlete a chance to display that intensity. Mm. And we're going to pull them back and we're going to say, you know, that you know that front squat became right. a shitty back squat thing. Right. And your wrist almost fell off. But it gives everybody a chance to get strong. And I think... That's super doable in a one-hour CrossFit class. I mean, part of the issue with strength training is that how much can be accomplished in a one-hour class, especially with appropriate coaching. Right. And I think if we give people a chance just to work to a heavy set as opposed to demanding the volume, um, they're going to see success. Yeah, for sure. And I think like – and we, we touched on this earlier, but it's you know kind of up to the coaches and up to the athlete to figure out exactly where you are. You know, if you're, if you're just getting started – a heavy three may not be in the cards, right? Because yeah. you put 135 pounds on the bar and everything, you know, everything goes to the wayside, right? Like you're no longer getting full depth. Your knees are caving in on the squat. Your back is running on your deadlift. Your, you know, the bar is super far forward in, in Olympic lifting. And so it's, it's part of understanding, you know, what our goal is ultimately, but also understanding where you are in that journey, right? Yeah. So like yeah. if, you're, if you're in that, like, that three-month point and you're like you're really into it and, you know, you're getting stronger, it's, it is totally appropriate to, to pull back the throttle, stay 50, 60, 70%, maybe not build up to a heavy three, but get to like a medium heavy three and just do sets and sets and sets and sets and building that that, you know, nervous system building, ingrading those movement patterns, building the base, you know, and like just, just getting reps in, right? Like that's totally fine. But if you've been doing, you know, CrossFit for four years and you're still doing that, like maybe we should talk about that, right? Like let's get more weight under the bar or let's figure out what's been holding you back that we haven't been looking at for the past few years, right? Because this is what I tell people in the intro session. If you can't do something perfectly, like if you can't, if you can't perform an overhead squat perfectly, it's because of one of three things are missing. No one ever taught you the technique, right? Like you just don't know, like, oh, where do I move my knees? What do I do with my hands? You know, <clears throat> so you don't need, you don't know the technique, right? But most people, you know, after a few, a few uh, cues and tips, they can, they can pick up the technique pretty quick for, you know, squats and, you know, basically everything outside of Olympic lifting, right? The two biggest restrictions that we see in the gym are lack of range of motion and lack of strength. Right. So if you're if you're missing range of motion, I don't care how how much I, I yell at you, like I yell, how much I tell you to get deeper, get deeper. Like if, if, if your hips don't get deeper, your hips don't get deeper. Right. So um, and then the other thing that we see is just lack of lack of strength. So if you're back squatting, you know, 315 and your chest totally rounds over and your back rounds and your knees cave in. Well, that's a sign that something in your body isn't 
strong enough, right? Accessory movements. Maybe it's your, maybe your abs aren't strong enough. You know, maybe it's your abductor, you know, who knows? We got to see, see how you move to figure out where the weakness is. But part of the job as the coach is to assess the way that you move and figure out the limiting factor of that movement, pluck it out and then fix it. Right. So maybe your limiting factor is technique. You have the range of motion and you have the strength for, you know, a barbell. Let's just drill that technique. Cool. Well, we're going to drill the technique, but this guy over here has tight hips, so in between sets, we're gonna work on the hips. This guy over here has weak abductors, so we're gonna put the hip circle on and, and do abductor exercises. I think it's, you know, it really is a puzzle of figuring out, like we we, we as the coaches, and, and hopefully you guys as the athletes, have the mental imagery of what perfection looks like, right? Like watch Olympic Olympic lifters, Olympic lift, and, and like tr- like now you see what perfection looks like, and it's our job to help get you to moving in that in that capacity by figuring out what's holding you back and then fixing it. And on a global scale, and we'll kind of get into kind of how we program strength and how we program in the gym like globally, on a global scale, our goal is to is to say how how does most of the gym respond, right? Like how does 80%, you know, 70, 75, 80% of the gym respond and how can we move the bulk of the gym forward in a certain direction? Okay, so, um, you know, you were talking about endurance or running, you know, we might do a quarter where it's just a ton like that's we're trying to move everyone's 5k time to be super fast. And then we show up at a turkey trap and just drop the mic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But for the next two months, for the next two months, so it's it's January (laughs) for January and February. But the goal of the gym is to is to really focus on Olympic lifting. And we we kind of touched on why Olympic lifting is so important earlier, because it's, you know, it's a it's it's a, it's a, it's the optimal expression of power, right? The snatch is the most efficient, most powerful way to get something from the ground to overhead. The clean, same thing, but to your shoulders and the jerk from shoulders to overhead, right? So it's it's the maximum expression of power. And I think it's probably the most technical thing that we teach. It's the most, it's the hardest technique. It requires the most range of motion and uh, it requires a ton of strength. And so, you know, January comes and I figure no better place to start than, than with the hardest thing that we do. Yeah. And so from my perspective, that's kind of why we chose Olympic lifting for January and February. Um, just, yeah. a, just as, you know, uh, strength is the basis for power. Um, I don't know, Justin, it's not a direct analogy, but basically if you can snatch well, nothing else we do in the gym is going to be that hard. And so it's it's demanding a lot from, uh, from our athletes for sure. It's demanding all those things you brought up, mobility, range of motion, strength and range of motion, patience. Um, it requires all those things. So it's a learning how to use your hips, uh, like jumping mechanics, landing mechanics, uh, athleticism, athleticism, yeah, just general speed. Yeah. There's, I mean, really like it's, to me, it's one of the most important movements to continuously practice and continuously get good at. And, you know, obviously we're a CrossFit gym, so we advocate for people, you know, joining gyms. Um, but like you can, you can teach yourself to squat pretty, pretty easily by watching YouTube videos, going to a gym, you know, getting on mobility wide. Like you can, you can acquire the skills of squatting. I'm sure you can also acquire the skills of Olympic lifting outside of a gym, but it is so much faster when you have a coach saying, oh, that's your, that's the mistake. That's the mistake. This isn't good enough. We need to work on the shoulders. And so when, you know, January comes, a lot of new people come in the gym, uh, Olympic lifting 
exposes so much of an athlete, right? Like I can watch you overhead squat. That tells me a little bit. I can watch you squat snatch and that tells me everything I need to know, right? Squat snatch a PVC pipe. And basically, uh, I, I know what we're working on for the next six months. If you can do a well executed barbell overhead squat or squat snatch, you know, as it were, um, you've got enough mobility to do pretty much anything you need to do in this world. For sure. hundred um, percent. So yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a good time to be at old city. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Jen, um, any, any thoughts on, you know, why Olympic lifting? No, I think you, you, you covered it. I mean, it's, it's, you know, might as well start at the top and, and work our way down. And, and I think for, for the current members that have been, you know, doing the program we've been, or at least been here the last six months to a year, um, where we've been doing back squat deadlift, bench press, and then we'd alternate every week either a snatch movement or Olympic lifted movement and then, you know, follow that up with, with front squats. It's like there's a good foundation of strength for sure um so it's like but we didn't spend as much on doing olympic lifts like like i said once a week but we try and alternate some sort of clean or jerk movement with like an overhead squat or some sort of snatching um movement and um i don't think we spent as much time on it as it needs so it's good to kind of bring it to the focus not that we're putting everything in the back seat yeah we're going to be doing some more you know back squat and deadlift and, and getting those in but spending a little bit more focused time um on i the think lifts. i think it's a literally a subtle difference between yeah. the strength programming that we, that we did in 17 and what we're starting off in 2018 um i think what's important that people understand about strength training is that you know there's no need to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. It's not like just at Old City CrossFit we're going to come up with some weird version where we're going to hold a, a barbell like a spear overhead in one direction or something or, you know, we spin the barbell around our neck. Well, you know, a, squat, a squat's a squat and a squat is what makes people strong. Deadlifts but if you're super new strong. to strength training, we invented five by five. We did it. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. We invented that. We invented that's back ours. squat, yeah. Yep. So... Um, that, that's us. When you go to another gym, be like, oh, shit, yeah. they, they so, copied Old City. <laughs> so, so, so what I'm hoping for, you know, 2018 is that, you know, you sure you'll see weightlifting at least once a week. And we oh. might – and by weightlifting, I mean – Deadlift, back squat. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, weight, yeah, just so yeah. everybody knows, yeah, weightlifting is the Olympic sport. So – uh, one might think that everything we do in the CrossFit gym is weightlifting, but uh, when I say it, it, it means snatching and clean and jerking. Uh, but whatever. Um, that's uh, Professor Boring over here. No, yeah. Really obvious. Yeah. Point being is that I don't think we're going to see that much of a change in programming because we still need to include the squat. We still need to include the front squat because your snatching, your clean and jerk is only ever, as I said, a percentage of that. Your power can never or the weight you can lift powerfully yeah. can never exceed the weight you can lift uh, slowly. Right. Um, so. and, and that's a good point because, like, I think the difference between, you know, the overall goal of the of our strength program in the gym is to get you stronger, get you more powerful. Like, and in the process, teach you teach you how to lift and how to how to get stronger, how to get more powerful. How to right? move, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that's that was probably, that was the goal for, you know, the vast majority of 2017, right? Like, let's just build a really strong base. Now what we're doing is we're, we had the same goal, right? Like, let's get stronger, let's get more powerful. We're just like tiny little tweaks, like a little tiny shift towards Olympic lifting, a little tiny bias towards Olympic lifting for the next two months. Mm-hmm. Let's 
let's push the gym towards improving Olympic lifting. Yeah. Let's push the gym on you know a very slight power focus, if if you will, and then let's let's get everybody in this. So on March third, we're doing a an Olympic lifting meet. You know, we're gonna do it just like they would in the in the competition. You get three lifts, all the rules. We'll explain it, you know, in due course. But <clears throat> let's get the whole gym like. On like by March third, with really solid percentages, like really solid maxes for where they are with snatch, where they are for clean and jerk, and then we're going to focus on something else for a while. Develop more strength, develop more power, do that, and that way when we when we come back to Olympic lifting in six months, and you know whenever whenever we come back to it, not that we ever leave it, you know, but whenever we refocus on it, then we can start to see like massive jumps in PRs. That's when you start seeing someone go from, you know, like 150 pound snatch which is like pretty legit to like uh whoa 200 where'd that yeah, whoa yeah. where'd that come from oh it turns out my my snatch grip deadlift went up 100 pounds so yeah <laughs> yeah and and you know like you said they're never really going to go away i mean at some point you know these movements are fundamental to strength training and they're fundamental to crossfit so they can't disappear completely but you know just so everybody knows you know what an example of a change they might see is is today's programming friday Absolutely. you know we've got a uh, you know, maybe instead of doing uh, bench press, we're going to do push press, which works the overhead range of motion, which clearly weightlifting, Olympic weightlifting involves a lot of overhead. And then we also are including snatch grip deadlifts, which it's a deadlift. There's weight on the ground. You're going to grab it and you're going to stand up. But we're going to grab it wide for the first time in our gym. We're going to focus on keeping our chest up. Um, and we're going to act like we're snatching it. It's just not going to actually be snatched, you know? So yeah. it's little, it's little subtle differences like that. And then I think the other thing in, in the programming like we have today is, is typically the way that it works is we do like a 15 minute warm up, 15 minute strength. I mean, this is very, you know, global kind of blocks that we have lined up for the gym, 15 minute warm up, 15 minute strength, 15 minute workout, 15 minutes, cool down mobility. Now any given class that's going to be adjusted, maybe it's a 30 minute workout and we don't do strength. Maybe, you know, things run a little long and we don't have enough time for mobility. Maybe we cut warm up short or make warm up longer. But anyway, that's the general, general idea. What we're going to start doing for the next few months is one day out of the Monday through Friday week, we're going to dedicate the whole day to strength, right? Now, that's not going to mean that we're just doing five by five and that's all that's that's happening. It'll be like kind of like what we see today where there's like a you know, a 20 minute EMOM or I forget exactly what it is, but you know, a 20 minute EMOM where every other minute you're doing max effort or you're doing five lifts at 90% or, you know, like whatever it is, we're going to build, build the volume, build the strength, but in the context of like planning a whole hour around it, as opposed to having to save 25 minutes to, to prep and execute a, like a, a Metcon, for example. Yeah, no, I, I think since we spent this whole time talking about strength and why strength is important, um, we need to realize that, you know, strength takes time and, you know, our, always the issue with with coaching CrossFit is that, you know, it fundamentally it's a one hour class, mm-hmm. right? And we just view that as the amount of time that is appropriate for people. We can give them a lot of fitness in one hour. And yep. then we also want them to go out there and live their life. Yep. Um, but it just so happens that being truly strong sometimes takes a little bit of time. Yeah. So in the programming, just like yesterday, you'll see plenty of long wads for those uh, people out there who want to just feel their lungs burn and all that stuff. But we decided that once a week, we're just going to spend time getting strong. And, you know, in a one-hour class that also includes a wad, 
truly getting to that heavy weight or hitting that uh, that amount of volume is just super difficult. Right. And so I hope people understand that the reason that we're doing the dedicated strength day is so that they can lift heavier. Yeah, and this is a super important point. Um, it's to me, it's really important to understand that. Like what? Like what? What's the purpose of training, right? A lot of people have this idea that if their heart doesn't explode, they didn't get a workout in, right? <clears throat> the whole purpose of of training is to like provide a an immense stress on the body so that the body over recovers. You know, so like if I do nothing over time, my muscles will atrophy what what little of them I have, and then you know I become even weaker, right? But if I'm constantly lifting up heavy things, then my body's going to adapt to that, and you know over time it's going to going to get stronger. So when we do the metabolic conditioning, the metcons, right? Like whatever, a lap around the block, twenty five box jumps, uh, you know. 20 burpees, like 18 rounds of that. We know, we know, Max. Right. Yeah. So what, well, who, somebody in the, our community group had to, had to Google. I remember when I first started CrossFit, I was like Googling every term. I remember Googling Turkish get up and I was like, what the, what? <laughs> they want me to do what? <laughs> anyway, was I talking about, um, Met, yeah, Metcon. So like <clears throat> Metcon, certainly they're going to, they're going to make your heart explode. They're going to make you feel really tired. They're going to push you to the limits. And that's a really good stress on your on your cardiovascular system. You know, really good stress on a lot of different components of, of your body, and it's super important for health. But on the other end of the spectrum, so is just getting under, like getting under a lot of weight for a long time, right? Like yeah. ten by ten back squat with eighteen minutes rest between each set is a brutal workout. Right? You might not be breathing hard by the absolute end of it because you had so much rest in between, but your body was so taxed because of that, right? And so, like what we're looking on, what we're looking for in these, you know, strength days is to like absolutely crush like the central nervous system, crush, you know, like all of the all of the muscle groups that we're working, and so that when you go to bed, you wake up, everything that we worked gets a lot stronger. And so if you, if you leave the gym feeling like feeling energetic after a strength workout, give it a day, go to sleep, wake up, see how you feel. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we talked about teaching people mobility and range of motion and virtuosity, and these are all incredibly important. And I, I don't know, like, I feel like somehow I got a little bit of a reputation at the gym as being the guy who walked around with like 10 pound plates and just like when people weren't looking, putting them on. (laughs) And, I, you know, we would never, ever do that for anybody who was at any kind of risk or was learning the movement or whatever. But at a certain point, you know, I also feel like, you know, I'm a, I'm a coach of the spirit, you yeah. know, right? Like my, my, my favorite Ripito quote is that 135 is never easy until 225 is hard. Right. Right. And if you keep doing 135 over and over, another way you can read that is I keep doing Metcons at the same weight over and over and over. It never gets easier. Yeah. Right. So sometimes, yeah, you just got to put a couple more pounds on the bar. Yeah. And mobility, not mobility, range of motion is, is truly paramount. But maybe you hit just parallel one time instead of all the way down. But psychologically and in terms of, you know, just your spirit... And by spirit, I mean, obviously, just your, like, you know, willpower. Yeah. Um, you know, just the confidence to know that you can do that weight that's crucially important, which goes back to Jen's point about tracking things, right? You know, track. And if you keep seeing 135, 135, 135, maybe yeah. one day you just got to put that plate on, man. 
Or if you, you know, if you come to one of us, you know, and, and you're like, ah, oh, man, you know, I've been doing this for a few months and I just haven't really seen much progress in my strength. Cool. Show me your numbers. Show me your book. Where are we at? Yeah. What have we been doing? Oh, you're not tracking? Well, yeah. let, let's start there. That's, that's yeah. the one thing we can't do. We can watch people and I, I see people improve all the time. Like I, when I see lots of plates go on, you know, I'm like that person's lifting more weight and I see the mobility change and yeah. I see their demeanor change when they're doing weights. Uh, you know, like a lot of beginners are in there over their squat and they just look like it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. And then a month later, they're just shooting the shit, joking with people, having a good time, lifting more weight than ever. Yeah. So I see these improvements in general, but the one thing we can't track is your weight. Yeah. You know, especially the the fives and the tens and the little ones. Yeah, I mean we catch we catch the trends, right? Like, you know, if, if we're working with somebody who's consistent in our, our time or whatever and you know, we see them, you know, day in and day out, week in and week out, month in and month out, and it's like, uh, why are they still at a twenty six pound kettlebell? Like I I this person's been here for a while. They like come on, let's bump up. You know, and like coaches are good, at, like almost every coach is good at like catching that, like you're moving that weight way too easy. Let me challenge you to go heavier, right? Let me challenge you to go up in this mechon. But in strength, it's a little more difficult, right? Like it's a little more difficult to go up and be like that back squat, you know, because a 70% back squat and an 80% back squat from the coach's perspective look like they were about as difficult, right? But like the internal struggle that you're feeling is much more significant, obviously, at 80%. And so, but yeah, like absolutely. If I don't even I don't even want to say like if you want if you want to get better, you better track your numbers. It's it's one of those things where like <clears throat> you're you joined a CrossFit gym, like this stuff isn't cheap. You're you're taking a big investment in yourself, right? And if you want to maximize the return on that investment, get a book, get a spreadsheet, you know, put it in your phone, like tweet yourself, like whatever it takes to to know that day in and day out your like what you should lift and maybe like challenge yourself to start lifting more. Guessing is not a progress yeah. strategy. Yeah, 100%. And you know, it's your first 3 months maybe tracking is less important, you know. I, I would say it's it's important to know like I did, you know, I trained at 95 pounds this day yeah. uh, on a back squat. Like back squat 95 pounds I I did it and I felt good. Yeah. Like that's a good thing to track. But like, you know, your second day of CrossFit, saying like I did 16 reps at a barbell, 16 yeah. reps yeah. at, you know. at your one two and rep, a half. Your one rep max the first time you squat doesn't matter at right. all. And so, yeah, I, I like I'm just I, I get caught up on these like strategies of like how to how to approach you know the the hour that you spend in CrossFit and how to approach the strength and and sort of absorb the most out of it. So. We're definitely going to start tracking if we're not tracking. And if we're tracking, we're going to look at ways that we can track more effectively, right? So, you know, maybe going into your warm-up sets. And, you know, honestly, if you're tracking your warm-up sets, you can start to look at how your warm-up sets affected your your capacity towards the end. I mean, like when when I was swimming, <clears throat> we, would, we would warm up for two hours, hour and a half before the meet. And then we were expected to warm up probably 45 minutes, 30 minutes before each event, right? Like... And that warm-up, obviously we're in the water, so we're not sweating, but that warm-up was like sprints, race pace. Like, you know, like if if I were in a gym, I would be covered in sweat. Like you see the you watch MMA or you watch these fighters and they don't come out, you know, like yawning. They come out like covered in sweat, like they're ready to go. Yep. You know? I can't tell you how many times I've like 
slacked off on warm up, and then like by the end of the Metcon, I'm like, "Woo, feeling good. Yep. <laughs> Let's lift some weight," you know. Yep. So I think tracking the warm ups, I, I kind of mocked it earlier, but I've talked myself into thinking it's a good idea now. <laughs> no, when I say tracking the warm-ups, it's like, if we're building to a heavy three, I'm not just writing down that last number. If I'm considering, like, I got four working sets in that time, I'm tracking those. I'm not saying barbell, 65, 75. It's, that's kind of in parens. It's like, all right, this is my starting. This is my official first yeah. set. This is my second one. So yeah. if we were to say, like, in the old way we were programming of going by percentages, I started, I went 60, 70, 80. 67, 80, 90, something right. like that. That was my, that's how I built. Um, just because I like numbers. So I'm, I'm going to kind of correlate it that way versus just saying, you know, I added five. Maybe for some people, I added five pounds. Went up five pounds. Went up ten pounds each time. So whatever whatever works for you. So if, if, if your goal is to get stronger, which everybody's goal should be to get stronger, then uh, we're going to start tracking. Another, another thing that, and I, I'd like actually your guys' input on this because um, I'm not sure if, yeah, I'm not sure where you guys might stand on this, but like, like what's really, what's, what's really important is that by the, like the rep scheme sort of defines um, the weight in a way, right? So if, if the rep scheme is three sets of 12 reps, around that 12th rep, I want to be reaching failure, right? So like <clears throat> if we're doing three by 12 back squat, uh, anyway, just making things up, I, I want to pick a weight where I can, you know, confidently do 12. But if, you know, it's, if it's my first working set and I hit 12 and it's pretty easy, yeah, maybe I can consider that a warm up, or maybe I can just do three or four more reps and get to like 15, you know, something like that. Um, so like, the way that I approach the reps is kind of like, not a suggestion, but like that's the range I need to be in. Like plus or minus, you know, 10% of the reps. So if it's if it's built up to a heavy five and it's my first set, maybe I do like six or seven. Maybe I count that as a warm up. Maybe I just count that as the first set. But then the next set, adding a little weight, you know, then I hit five or six. It's It's a good day if you think you're doing a working set of five and you get done with your fifth and you're like, fuck it, let's do eight. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean... But, you know, I mean, it's that, it's that idea that you, like, like when I approach strength, I, I like, I don't just want to, like, rack the bar when I'm still, like, feeling, like, super fresh. Like, yeah, I didn't yeah, really, yeah. like, hit, hit any sort of well, wall. Well, I think, like, the cool thing about, you know, the plan to work to a heavy three or heavy five is that it's based upon the individual. Yeah. You know, we were just talking about, you know, new people, intermediate people... Uh, advanced people and it's such a moving target and not only are we talking about varying skill levels but we're talking about how they felt that day and how many wads in a row have they done and how much did they drink last night and we need to have that leeway for the person to display intensity yeah and so yeah if you know it's a heavy three and you you want to do i mean the theory would be you rack it and you put more weight on and you do yeah a a heavier three but Yeah, yeah definitely I mean, if you want to display more athleticism while you're in the gym, feel free. Yeah. I mean, no one, no one's going to yell at you for doing an extra squat or two. Yeah. Like, basically is my point. But it's, it's this idea that like, if we're doing a heavy three and, or even if there's percentages, we're not doing percentages at the moment, but if there, you know, if it was 70% and that's your first working set and it, let's say it's five, five by five, uh, 70% or, you know, whatever it is. And, and you finish the five and you're like, that's not a big deal. Well, you probably got a lot stronger since your last one or at max. Like, do more reps or add more weight. You know, yeah. like make like the point is that fifth that fifth rep 
while still technically perfect, should be internally miserable. Mm-hmm. You know, like you should you should finish rep four and be like, oh, all right, here we go. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And then if you fail on that fifth rep, that's not a big deal either. I mean, there's, a, there's some scenarios where we don't want to, you know, ingrain bad habits, especially when we're doing Olympic lifting and stuff. But like when you're more experienced, I'd rather see you like put weight on and go for it and then fail and then back off a little bit and then, you know, succeed, you know, all, all the, all the different strategies there. But like, if you're, if you're too conservative, you know, sometimes that can, that can hold you back a little bit, I guess is my point. Yeah. I mean, I think I tried to make the same, a similar point earlier, just, yeah. you know, I feel like sometimes you gotta, when the person goes to like chalk up, you stick a couple <laughs> tens on or, um, my favorite move is switching the wall balls or, or the dumbbells. Like people never really notice the dumbbells when yeah. they're on the ground. Yeah. yeah. Just switch them out. Duct tape to two and a half on yeah, each exactly. side. <laughs> um, just jump on their back under heavy squat. That's, that's right. not, that's not enough weight. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, some, some days you're feeling it. And I mean, it strikes me, you know, at 32 as a, as a blessed opportunity. Right. The days where I feel great. Um, especially living in this town, you know, this time of year, it's cold. People drink too much. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe the Whole Foods closed early because it was New Year's Eve and I couldn't get my, my kale salad. <laughs> um, no problem. Uh, I just go to my garden. Yeah. Kale's a winter, <laughs> winter shrub. A winter yeah. <laughs> um, so on days where you feel great, I mean. Just get after it. And, and our coaches, you know, we know, like I said, uh, in some of the notes, you know, if, uh, if it's a beginner and a heavy, like if somebody been squatting for two weeks, a heavy three is not that meaningful. So let's get them reps and reps and reps. But yeah, if one of our best athletes is like, you know what, I want a one rep max today. Okay. Now, if they did that every day, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 unacceptable, and they're just being silly, and they're not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I but, think like I think I think the the general idea is that like what we put on the board is always like a very very strong suggestion of what you should be doing. That's you a know? good way to put it. Yeah. But like. You know, if you're injured, if you're not feeling good, if like something's a little off, like if your shoulders just like the other thing I said, like coaching is a two way street, you mm-hmm. know, like with everybody we work with, it's, you know, oh, oh, injury. All right, cool. Let's let's work on this. Let's do this. Let's, you know, let's modify here. Like if if you don't communicate to the coach, we can't we can't improve your experience in the gym. We can't improve your your ability as an athlete. Right. Like after the workout. Like we was working with somebody yesterday and, you know, it was a 30 minute AMRAP and, you know, maybe a shoulder problem or elbow problem or something. And so like a little lighter on the dumbbells afterwards, she was like, ah, you know, I didn't quite, you know, get to where I wanted to go. It's like, that's why we have assault bikes. <laughs> and then, and then like we, we got to work on it, you know, not a big deal, but now I know her better as an athlete. Now, now next time I know that she can handle, you know, 15 pounds instead of 10, 12 and a half, whatever. Now we like start to edge up. But as coaches, we're always going to err on the side of lighter, and we're always going to err on the side of fewer reps, and we're always like we're basically going to err on the side of living to fight another day. You know, all like we that. want is athletes to show up tomorrow. Exactly, That's all we want. <clears throat> and then once we get to know you as an athlete, then we're going to start to nudge you. And then you know, a, a friendly nudge from a coach, you know, outside of Jason who just puts weight in your bar, <laughs> indiscriminately. That's right. A friendly nudge from a coach is like it, to you. It should it should be kind of mental permission to like go heavy. Like we're not going to recommend you put 20 pounds on the bar. If you're like borderline with where you're at, it's like, that looks super easy. Put 20 pounds on the bar. Like I know you've got this. Now you have to know that you've got this before you've got this. Right. So like, and that's what I mean by like coaching is a two way street. Like, Hey, I want to, 
like I'm not feeling too good. Is it all right if I like don't go as heavy, but I do some more reps? Hell yeah. Let's do that. What do you think? A five by five? Or you want to do 10 by 10? You know, like, well, like <laughs> if, if I'm not feeling well, that's what I'll do is just to. <laughs> yeah. So like if you're an athlete and you want to get more out of the strength and you don't feel like, like a certain day was, you know, like connected to with you, like another day did, then, you know, talk to your coach about it. Mm-hmm. Send us an email. Like I after think that's class. what is going to be good about the, you know, heavy threes, heavy fives that we're going to be doing is that I feel like some people, and, you know, by going by percentages, they felt like they had to do that. Well, it was listed five at this, three at this, you know, heavy, heavy twos. And either they didn't have enough time for it or they were like, but it says that's what I have to do. And so they felt like they had to do what was listed. It's like, no, right. go off. So now when we say heavy three, heavy five. It's relative to the time available, to yeah. how you're feeling, to your mobility, how much you drink, you know, anything like that. Yeah. So it might not be... It, you know, most likely not a, you know, three rep max, five rep max. Maybe it is in the cars that day. Maybe not. It's just, you know, what you have the ability to do yeah. for three reps that time. It's yeah. still, it's still a pretty strong suggestion sure. though. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 No, uh, I, yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. It is. And, yeah. and it's, it's that line where, you know, like, like you're both saying it's total, it's not totally free form, but you know, it, yeah. it, it is dependent on you and that day. And I, man, right. I, I hate the idea that everybody's a special snowflake. I, I rally against that idea constantly. <laughs> but yeah, some days, you know, you just need to do what is within your means. Yeah. But again, that that if you approach it every way every day that way, right. that's yeah. that's a recipe for failure. Yeah, exactly. Like one one thing that uh, one thing I recommend a lot of people to do is like when they're developing consistency, <clears throat> show up on a day that you would have otherwise taken off. Like mm-hmm. show up on a day where you feel just crushed. And I don't like, don't phone it in, like, you know, don't try, you know, do bad technique, but, like, go lighter than you normally go, you know, do more reps at lower weight if we're doing strength than you normally do. Show up and treat it as, like, an active recovery. You're going to get more out of that day than you would out of your couch, mm-hmm. you know. Now, there's some days, obviously, like, I don't want, I don't want to see people, maybe I do, every single day, seven days a week, every single month, like, you're going to break your body down. You need, you need that recovery, yep. but... I was just reading. Um, I was just reading this uh, book by Jocko Willing, "Discipline Equals Freedom," and it's all about like, like the way to success and happiness is just forcing yourself to do the right things, right? Like, wake up, do a hundred burpees. You know, uh, don't eat sugar; it's poison. Like, how do I not eat sugar? Well, don't eat sugar, right? <laughs> and then he was talking about, well, how do I? How do I? Like what's, what's his approach to working out every day, every morning. So he wakes up four 30 every morning and he goes and he works out and he says, uh, occasionally your body's going to break down, right? Occasionally it's going to break down, but he wakes up and on the day that he wakes up and he feels like garbage, he trains that day and then takes the next day off. Right. So it's like the next day he takes off, but he never gives himself permission to be weak in that moment. And you know, whatever. He's, he's a pretty intense guy and and that certainly works for him. But I think like we can all take part of that approach. And when we wake up on a day, that's especially a strength day, wake up on a strength day and be like, Oh man, I feel a little tired, but maybe, maybe today will be good for me and show up to the gym, do the warm up, and then see how you feel. Building on that a little bit is that with the strength days is that we're going to have five strength days, five out of the seven days are going to be strength. And that's including the gains club. That's including one of those days, um, and, and including the day that we do both. Sunday at eleven. Sunday at eleven. Yep, and you know we're gonna have the one day a week, Monday through Friday. That's gonna be strength for the whole hour. Yeah. Um, 
And this is going to be published. Like, what we're doing for strength will be published. So I caution against cherry-picking. Um, but if you want to focus on your snatch, I mean, you know, try to pick those days. I mean, it's great that people like to be surprised and just show up to the gym and because that's what gets them there. Otherwise, they wouldn't go if they don't look at the, the board. Yeah. But I think it helps me mentally prepare knowing what's what I have to do going in because then I can maybe get in a little bit earlier, get more of an overhead workout, you know, warm up and then spend on my hips right. if it was like a deadlift or a back squat because I know my overhead mobility needs work so I can spend more time there. So when it says heavy three overhead squats, I can crush it at a, you know, a sweet 75 versus just barely getting the 45 pound bar. Yeah, I, 100%. And to go back to your point with the, with the Navy SEAL dude, I mean... I think it's important everybody understand, too, that, you know, we three, as well as most CrossFit coaches, function a little bit differently than your average CrossFit member. I mean, we have all have a history of athletics. Um, we do hard things. And when I say maybe you're not feeling it that day, I mean, like, you know, you're, 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 you're incredibly low energy level. But generally, I just mean that, like, your shoulder's really banged up. Yeah. Or like, for sure. yeah. you know, something like that. Don't train I, through I, that. <clears throat> I, yeah. Be, be smart. Yeah. But if you just had a long day at work, find that, find that Starbucks and then show up to old city. That's right. You know, um, it's, it's a diff athleticism and fitness is a difficult thing. Right. And, you know, I don't, I don't know about, you know, Jocko over here waking up at four thirty and being, you know, having bronchitis and saying, well, I'll take tomorrow <laughs> off, but he would, but <laughs> if, if I'm just a little fatigued or a little stressed yeah. or a little, you know, my hamstrings are sore, you know, I'm sure a lot of the new people, they don't know what soreness is and what's okay. Right. I mean, shit, I surprise myself when I'm sore too. Yeah. Like, you know, there are days where I'm, you know, you know, everything hurts, yeah. not injury hurt but everything's sore and I come in and I crush it yeah you know so you know the soreness thing is is really important to me yeah. right like because you you can't feel the pain of soreness while you're moving and so if you like want this soreness to feel better for a minute like just do squats yeah. <laughs> you know and so and and I see this a lot from like from sort of like onboarding people and getting people into the gym they show up they, they crush a workout they did great they absolutely knocked it out of the park I don't see them for a week. Like, hey, what happened? They're like, ah, oh, I was sore. All right, cool. Well, uh, let's fight through that soreness and let's, you know, let's let's get into it. And so yeah. then the next week, oh man, I got sore again. Damn yeah. it! <laughs> like yeah. you, you got to fight through that. You got to plow yeah. through black. that. As everybody knows, <clears throat> uh, black coffee and and some biggie, That's and then you just do it. Black coffee and biggie. Yeah, it was all a dream. It was all a dream. My soreness. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so here, here we are at this point where it, it's indefinable. But I, I mean, maybe one of the bigger points we can make is that doing CrossFit will teach you a lot about yourself and what you're capable of. And if we oh. go back to our very first, you know, my very first starting strength quote of the podcast, I mean, in the final analysis, this is a physical existence, and you learn a lot about yourself from your energy levels and your soreness and stuff. There, I, the more I read, the more, you know, there's, you know, very nuanced ways of testing if your central nervous system is capable of lifting that day. You know, it's relative to a baseline box jump, a lot of people think, um, or possibly. HRV. HRV yeah. is the next thing I was going to bring up if yeah. you want to track it. Um, but I think that assuming that you're not devastatingly sick and assuming that you're not uh, in real 
like unilateral pain. Like if it's both legs or both shoulders, you're fine. <laughs> um, but if you it's, can break if, both legs and it, still lift, yeah. But if it's if it's yep. one knee. You know, and it's bad. Maybe come into the coach and say, I'm going to do... Because we always have tools for people who have yeah. one shoulder or one knee. But point being is that um, it's it's a difficult pursuit, and we want people to show up. Yeah. Um, and, and I think to that, to that end of showing up, it's like... So Jen was saying we have five strength sessions during the week. That's including the Sunday. So um, Sunday, 11 o'clock, that's the hour and a half you know, full bore strength focus. That's a really important class. If anybody's like, like if, like if your goal is, you know, kind of general fitness and, and, and you kind of want to get stronger, but you don't have like an agenda. It's not like I, I want to get stronger as fast as possible. You just want to like, you know, live life, work out totally fine. We'll get you there. Right. That road will be a lot longer than if you approach this super systematically. Right. If you want to get as strong as you can, as fast as possible through the old city system, then you're looking at all the days that we have strength. You're marking your calendar. You're getting amped. You're laying out your gym clothes. You're going to bed thinking about what you're going to lift tomorrow. You're logging everything and you're showing up to every single day that we have strength. And um, yeah, you're probably showing up to a few days where we do some like crushing Metcons too, because like, because you know that in order to be strong, you have to have endurance, and, and that's super important too. So you're, you're basically here all the time, and that's great. You're gonna get super strong. And you're holding the pigeon while you watch Netflix. That's right. And you're in a paleo chair every time you drink a glass of wine. But that's actually you, we kind of joke about that, but that's a super important thing. So like when you come home after a really brutal lifting session or CrossFit workout, like what are you doing at home that's gonna fuel your better performance the next day? Right. Like recovery, recovery starts. Yeah, we do mobility at the end of class, but like mobility continues. You know, if, if all you're doing is is focusing on your fitness for one hour out of the day, even if you're working out seven days a week, which is a which is a lot, that's only seven out of what one sixty eight. Yeah, that's that's not a lot of hours. We're talking about the mobility, the snatch, and you know, uh, you, you know, a snatch. You holding the barbell overhead. Right. You know, how often in your day-to-day do you put your hands over your head? Right. You, th- you think that literally you're just going to have your hands in front of you, shaking hands, holding steering wheels, mm-hmm. holding drinks on keyboards. That's right. And then for 15 minutes, once every other week, you're going to be able to hold 200 yeah. pounds overhead. Anytime you want to look at Instagram, <laughs> fully externally <laughs> rotate. Yeah. Any selfies got to be. <laughs> so, That's right. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a it's a constant pursuit. Yeah, you know? um, and so when 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 I think about recovery, and then I'm, I'm curious how you guys kind of approach the recovery angle. When I think about recovery, the first thing I want to do is just make sure that my body feels good. So if 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 I lift pretty hard or if I work out pretty hard, like I tend to feel it in my knees and in my low back. So I'm going to spend a lot of extra time in the gym, on the foam roller, on lacrosse balls, on the reverse hyper, getting my body feeling good before I go home. Then when I go home, I'm going to eat. We can dive into like nutrition stuff because that's super important. But then I'm going to try to like keep that body feeling good. So maybe some couch stretch while I'm watching Netflix. Maybe it's like push the, the couch aside and, you know, make some space for the foam roller. Maybe it's a lacrosse ball. You know, whatever's not feeling good, that's what I'm attacking, right? Yeah. Like I'm, like I'm never, I'm never sitting down after I've worked out a few times, um, period. <laughs> <laughs> I've never like, I've never come home and just had everything feel good, you yeah. know? Like, so you can always like, oh man, that doesn't quite feel a hundred percent. That doesn't feel a hundred percent. And that gives you an idea of what to attack. And if you're, if you're following along at home, 
and you have no idea what to do about something that doesn't quite feel right, like that's what we're here for. Like shoot us an email, see us in the gym. Like we, like we live for making you feel better in your body, right? So like, ah, man, those squats, my, my knee, my right knee isn't quite up to speed. That's going to tell us a few things. One, all right, now we got to watch out for the right knee, but what's causing that pain? Typically, it's not a dysfunctional knee. Typically, it's it's a hip issue or a hamstring issue or a calf issue or you know, something yeah. up, yeah. Up, right upstream and downstream. So now we're we're getting to a deeper root of what's holding you back as an athlete. Yeah, sure, the knee, knee hurts right now, but that like anytime that we see uh, a pain in an athlete, as a coach, we, we kind of get excited about that because that's an opportunity for us to make you a better athlete. Like, oh, wow, your body is telling us that there's a problem that needs to be solved. Let's figure that out, right? Yeah. Like, and so attacking everything that doesn't feel good, making sure that you're getting enough protein, vegetables, uh, carbs. If, you know, if, if you're really crushing it, you know, nothing wrong with, with a little scoop of rice, as long as it doesn't affect the system. Um, just having like a really whole food, well-balanced meal after the workout for breakfast, making sure that you're eating and then sleep. Sleep is so, so, so important. Like sleep is when you get stronger, right? Like strength is when, when you, when you provide the stimulus, but sleep is when you get stronger. So I mean, a cool eight hours, sometimes 10, if you know, I hope Jocko's not listening. Four and a half, I mean, four and a half, wake up at 4.30, train again. <laughs> who, doesn't, who doesn't work from home at this point, right? We all, we all can sleep at 10. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Just me? Just, yeah. Just me. Well, um, Man, I'm committed. Uh, any other ideas on like, like recovery type stuff? Anything that, that you guys do that, you know? Pretty much mirrors what you said is like I tried to – and that's one reason we, we program mobility. It's not just usually suggestions. Sometimes we'll just say fielder's choice because we know you're going to be wrecked. So do something that, that helps you in general. But we try to program, you know, like a warm-up, like the strength, like the, like the Metcon, program a mobility, something to help you feel less shitty when you leave the gym because you're just broken down. Everyone's like laying on the ground. All right, lay on a form roller, do something – localize take care of that quad or that shoulder that you just you know did a bunch of work on walk out feeling a little less you know a little better than what you just did five minutes prior hopefully you have a protein shaking drink along the way so you're starting to feel that those muscles that are broken down and then just keep eating keep drinking like stay hydrated and if you know you mentioned sitting or try not to sit a lot of people are going to a job where they're sitting for eight hours you know, maybe every 30 minutes, every 45, get up and walk, get up and stretch. You know, there's a lot of stretches we do. Sitting is the new smoking. Yep. Is the yep. new sugar, is the new... Is the new black, is the new orange, orange is the new, what is the... Yeah, but just, you know, stay hydrated and, and you know, my biggest thing is sleep, but I just don't sleep, but I try to counter that by, not counter, but, you know, help it by keeping stress low, keeping, you know, have a better nighttime routine of, you know, getting off the electronics, Wearing my sweet blue block and glasses. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, wait, do you, do you think the glasses work better than the filters you can download? I do both. Oh damn. Yeah. Yeah, filters. So that's so, twice. So twice, what color? Yeah. What color is it to you? It's just like it's just green. Tan. Oh, there's like the tan. there's the app Flux. Is that the, is that the app? That's I, use, app I, I use, use Twilight. Twilight. I just use blue yeah. light. I just put it on. So for those of the people listening who have no idea what we're talking about, uh, it just goes that and then even lower. And then I put my orange glasses awesome. on. It looks yeah. the same. It's like this color. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, like your 
your what is circadian, circadian rhythm, yeah. rhythm or whatever is is linked to the sun and so the sun comes up you see the blue sky that triggers a lot of wake up things to happen um, and then when the sun goes down that triggers a lot of sleep things to happen melatonin production a lot of other stuff I'm not the sleep scientist just read a few articles on it but the idea is that the more blue light you get later in the day especially after the sun sets the harder it'll be to fall asleep so um, well, typically like what orange lens glasses, orange, yellow, yeah. orange, yeah. orange, yellow lens glasses block the blue light so that you can get your technology on, check out Facebook, be on Twitter, all those things, but not necessarily get the, uh, the harmful sleep side effects. Um, but we'll do, we'll do another podcast on sleep. Sleep's super important. Yeah. Um, but you should be really focused about sleep. Yeah. The human's a strange animal, very unique animal. I mean, we're literally the only creature on the planet that doesn't adhere to the the sun cycle and i mean right now i mean the sun's only out like you know yeah. what eight hours well i don't know how many it feels hours. like eight hours yeah, yeah. if it was it like for, for those it of us like who, for those of us who wake up at 9 30 every day it feels like <laughs> it feels like the sun's out at like five for five hours jason standard time <laughs> yeah i sell beer and, and coach fitness so that's what i do in the evenings um, um I, I don't want to dive too much into nutrition and i guess we're you know maybe wrapping up here but um Nutrition is a whole other podcast, but to, to kind of echo what you both said about eat eating, it's that we've been talking about strength, and the most important thing I think to to uh, bring to the conversation about nutrition with regards to strength is that it's much much easier to build strength when you've got a surplus of calories. Yeah. Um. There's lots of different diets that we could talk about: macros, low carb, paleo, whole thirty, etc. I don't want to talk about that right now, but a lot of people in their minds, the same people who want to come in and just feel that lactic burn and just kind of jog through CrossFit, um, that kind of 80s mentality, they're not probably eating enough. And you don't want to eat so much that, yeah, you gain that big old belly. Um, but if you want to be strong, a caloric deficit is not going to do it. Yeah, 100%. Um, I tell people all the time at Sunday Dance <clears throat> Club, you know, go eat yeah. and eat plenty. It's much easier to get strong. When you've got that backing. And then it's a lot easier to lose weight when you're super strong. Right? What? Like it's it's if you if you had if you had twenty pounds of muscle, then you're gonna burn a lot more calories. Your your resting metabolic rate or whatever yeah. that, that term is, it's gonna be a lot higher than it is if, yeah. if you have no muscle. So and within CrossFit, I feel like, you know, not only if you were just squatting and just eating and sleeping ten hours a day, yeah, you get strong as shit. Yeah. But in reality, in CrossFit, we also have all these wads and all these Metcons that yeah. are going to burn so many. I don't like to talk about burning calories, but point being is it not you're not going to gain a lot of weight. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you're if you're on a CrossFit program, I wouldn't be too concerned about eating too much. Yeah. And so I think to sort of, I guess, summarize this, uh, this whole discussion on strength in CrossFit, if, like, I, th- I think it's really important for, for everyone to kind of have a goal, right? We just made that goals PR board. I think it's important for everybody to be working towards something. Even if, even if your goal is just to be healthier, lose a little weight, you know, get more fitness, it's important to have a goal tied to it so that you wake up and you're motivated and you're inspired to do something that advances, you know, you closer to fitness, right? Like, like fitness, yeah, I want to be more fit. That that works in January, but it may not work in August. You know what I'm saying? Like you lose that motivation. But picking something, and and what what I like to say is like, like you should know your strongest lift and your weakest lift, and then endeavor to make your weakest lift your strongest lift, and then repeat. Right? If you have a 200 pound snatch 
in a 250 pound deadlift. Well, spending, you know, eight hours a week on the nuances of like your, your third pool in the snatch is not going to yield you the, as much benefit as doing a lot of accessory work on your posterior chain to improve your deadlift. So find your weakness and make that your strength. Repeat, new weakness, new strength. Repeat, new weakness, new strength. Gymnastic strength, powerlifting strength, Olympic lifting strength, like just quirky odd strength. Like can you lift a keg? Can you, you know, are you doing 100-pound D-ball shoulders? You know, what, like focus, focus on your weaknesses. Make your weaknesses your strength. And, and I think that's always a good starting point for, for picking a goal. I don't know what y'all's closing thoughts are. Closing thoughts, or just thoughts in uh, general. We don't have to close. Yeah, just, man, we, we I, do this all day. Get strong, lift weights. Um, and I, I maybe one thing too that you know I, <clears throat> I always like the big picture things. I always try to like to simplify it. Um, you know, for example, I, I brought book uh, Sean a book today called uh, The Omnivore's Dilemma. It's about nutrition, um, but at the same time, it's not about nutrition. It's about the history of eating. You know, and why big picture we've become unhealthy. It's 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 anthropology, right? Yeah. Point being is that in terms of lifting, you know, we talk about percentages and we talk about heavy three and what you feel like that day. Um, instead of being worried so much about, you know, the percentages, did you squat 100 times this year? Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I, w- I would make that my goal hmm. is to, you know... If I have a weakness and I want to be better at it, to your point, uh, maybe a hundred times is is aggressive for some of the lifts. But did you snatch seventy five times this year? Yeah, you know. Um, so it's it's big picture. If you're worried about which supplements going to help your your squat, creatine, more protein. more more than <laughs> just getting into the gym, putting weights yeah, on the yeah, bar. Yeah, of course. Yeah, right. Well, you say of course, but. I don't think a lot of people get that. That's man. a good point. Yeah, if you take branch chain amino acids and don't lift, you won't get stronger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, my goal would be to, you know, I don't know what my specific goal is. It probably has to do more with running than I'd like to admit mm. in our strength podcast. But, um, you know, did I pursue my running goals 100 times this year? Yeah. That's my goal. Yeah. That's a really good – and then you can break that 100 times per year down to how much per month, how much – like how much per week. Yeah, you yeah, know, like, exactly. Yeah, as a more di- digestible goal. Yeah, did, like, I, did I do this twice this week? Yeah, if right. my goal is to do, you know, whatever this many times per week, that means each week I got to squat twice. I got to be in the gym, you know, whatever, squatting twice per week. Or I need to, you know, like whatever. Like you break it down into super tangible check boxes. Did I do it? Yes or no? You know, like if, you're, if your goal is to, is to finish a thousand page book, well, did I read five pages today. <laughs> no. Well, you're not going to read that book, you know, or yeah. as quickly as you would if you, if you did. Yeah. But if you didn't read five pages today, you would just read 20 pages next week. That's right. So, I mean, squatting seven times a week, not recommended to read, to reach your 100. <laughs> well, I mean, they squat every day. I mean, plenty of podcasts squat. Any point being is that, you know, big picture, get it done. And I, I think to this book analogy, that's probably dragged on way too long. Uh, you can read 30 pages of a book and like be totally fine the next day, right? But you can't put five squat training days on one day and they get the same result, yeah. right? So strength unique to a lot of other goals literally requires long-term consistency. The day in, day out grind because your body, like you're, you're creating an adaptation in your body. Stimulus, 
response, stimulus response, and over and over and over you go. Yeah. Bill, know what you said there is just consistency. Show yeah. up. If you want to get stronger, show up. Yeah. Even if you're not feeling it, show up. You might surprise yourself during a warm-up, and it might you know, yeah. turn out to be one of your better days when yeah. you're not feeling 100%. I wish we had started the podcast with this, because if people don't make it through the full hour and a half, we spent a little bit talking about reasons why you wouldn't show up. No, we need up. to give an Easter egg now, so they gotta, they yeah, got to email right. us something. Um, yeah. So we know they made it through. A smiley face or something. Yeah. <laughs> Lift weights, kids. <clears throat> That's Lift right. Weights. Get strong. Um, it, on that note, if you legitimately, if you have any questions, um, comment on our Facebook page, uh, shoot us an email, see us in the gym. Let us know um, if there, like, if we were confusing on anything. If anything needs to be clarified, we can happily jump back on and uh, and and create some more clarity. But you know, I think what what is what should be crystal clear from this are are the following takeaways: be consistent with your training, show up, get it done, track what you do in training, and. Uh, Pay attention to recovery. Like, make sure that you're mobilizing what needs to be mobilized. Make sure you're focused on sleep and nutrition. And if you do all of those things, you will get stronger. You will, like, there is no way to not get stronger if that's what you're doing. And if you hit a plateau and if you get frustrated or injury, like, there's a lot of a million things that can get in the way. That's why you have coaches, right? You're not paying. You don't join a gym for access to equipment. Well, you don't join Old City for access to equipment. You're joining a gym for access to the wealth of knowledge in the coaches, right? And if if we don't know answers, we all have mentors that you know have been coaching longer than us, that know more than us, and we talk about these things with each other. So, you know, I don't want to say we're not going to lead you astray, but uh, we'll we'll do our best to lead you astray, lead you astray. Stray. Yes. What's whatever? Stray means homeless. I don't. Yeah. I, we will lead you homeless. <laughs> <laughs> you might squat four hundred, <laughs> but no home. <laughs> but you'll be harder to kill. Yeah. So, all right. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later, guys. See ya.